Welcome to the Kings of the Jungle podcast. I'm your host, Joe Chapman. Today, we are talking about training camp is coming up. Obviously, it's going to be today. We're going to be, we're recording on the Monday before training camp, but we will release it the night of training camp, pretty much close to the day of. So, just to get in broad spectrums. But when you look at the Detroit Lions and you look at the team and you look at the offensive battles that could be happening, with this Detroit Lions football team. Now, first, I want to get something off my chest. Well, not off my chest, but I want to tell you about something that you need to listen to. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, you need to listen to the Aaron Glenn interview with Adam Shafter. Very, very insightful. We'll kind of get into it in that on the defensive front, but it was very, very you know insightful about the scheme and about how he's going to use all the players. But when we look at the Detroit Lions offense, it has a lot more talent than last year. That's obvious. There's a lot more talent than last year. You know, you look at the quarterback position, that's a, that's a position of uh, weakness, in my opinion, because you got Jared Goff, who is a decent quarterback, but then you got a big, big, big drop-off when you look at the Tim Boyles and the David Blouse. Now, I've been told through sources that the Detroit Lions have been looking into getting, a, you know, maybe a look at a, another backup, but they want to see what they have at training camp. That is where they're going to try to get, you know, try to figure out what these guys are and if they've gotten better. I think Brad Holmes has taken a unique approach to it. You know, a lot of, a lot of GMs would have taken an approach where they have to get better, have to get better, have to get better, but then they, they spend a lot for a backup quarterback. And I think he was trying to avoid that. And if you look at the rookie class for QBs, there wasn't really a QB that you could draft who would be that much of a step up over, a Tim Boyle, or um, David Blau. Obviously, there's a Malik Willis. There's a lot of, you know, Sam Howell. But from my my view and from other people's view, especially in football, that there's not much of a step up, especially if Jared Goff goes down, there's really not much that you can kind of gain from putting a rookie in that position. One of the things I'm looking at for the Detroit Lions in on the offensive front is – the running back position. You know, when you look at the running back position, you look at their DeAndre Swift. You look at Jamal Williams. You look at um, Craig Reynolds, Jamar Jefferson. There's a lot of talent, but there's not enough talent, I think, because if you look at the Detroit Lions running game, you know, DeAndre Swift is, is has shown uh, unreliability to not stay healthy. You know, he's missed some time, missed some games. It's just the way it goes. It's not his fault. It's not anybody's fault. But, you know, Deuce Staley came out and said that he needs to play through some small injuries. And I think that was a sign that there were some injuries that DeAndre Swift could have played through, but he didn't. And when you look at DeAndre Swift, he, has not, he hasn't been able to stay healthy, hasn't been able to finish a full season. Obviously, when you're a running back, there's a lot of wear and tear that gets on you, but at some point, you need to stay healthy, and and if it's a, you know, a tweak here, a tweak there, you got to stay in the game and try to give your team the best chance to win. Obviously, you get when you have a guy like DeAndre Swift or a Delvin Cook who have the reliability to get injured, you have to have good depth. And the one thing I worry about with the Detroit Lions in that spectrum is when you look at the running back position, there is some a lot of unknowns. Craig Reynolds, Jamar Jefferson, 
Godwin Ukabuke, and Greg Bell. Now, I really think that Greg Bell could excel in this offense. I think he's a really talented back, the rookie out of San Diego State. I think that he's a guy that you need to look for in training camp and going into the preseason. I think he's going to make a lot of uh, a good plays. I think he's going to be that guy that you look at, at watch on hard knocks and you make like you kind of make an emphasis that you'd want to watch this guy because he's actually a really good player. And if you go back and watch San Diego State, you know, film, he was a really powerful runner. He could explode through the tackles. He was a really good runner who um, he had some power to him, but he had he had some moves to him. And I was surprised the Detroit Lions got him as an undrafted free agent. And I think he has a really good shot to make the roster, in my opinion. And whose roster spot he takes. That's going to be the question because there's Jamar Jefferson. I expect another. I expect him to get better. I expect uh, Igubuque to get better, and I expect Craig Reynolds to get better. And with this offensive line, there's no reason you can't get better in this offense. With this offensive line, you should be able to be a good running back with this offensive line. With Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Vitai, and Penai Sewell, this is a very very formidable line to run with if you're a running back. When you look at the wide receiver's position, it's easy. Obviously, Jameson Williams is going to be starting on the pop list, uh, non-active, non-football you know, injury list. Um, but when you look at this, this, this wide receiver group, unlike last year, there's a lot of battles that are going to be happening. And when you look at a guy like Khalil Pimpleton, who is an undrafted free agent, he's someone I would look forward to kind of steal some thunder because he does have some speed he's undersized at 5'9 but I think that he could be a guy who could take a roster spot if given the opportunity in reality though um, Quintess Cephas is healthy healthy DJ Chark is healthy we need to see them stay healthy but I'm looking for how does DeAndre how does this uh, wide receiver group kind of mesh together you know obviously they're all different skill sets um with you got a guy like Josh Reynolds who's a vertical kind of go up and get it. DJ Chark's a faster guy. Khalif Raymond's a faster guy. And you look at a guy like Quintez Cephas, and he's a kind of a big body guy who's going to body you up and try to get into the fold. On the tight end position, it's really it's really simple. You know, you look at the tight end position, and it's one of the positions I kind of am a little bit worried about. You got TJ Hawkinson. Obviously, he's he's a, he's going to be your main starter. You're going to have Garrett Griffin. Um, he, I don't think you know he's a he's he's maybe a, just a long snapper. Nolan Given. He was a he's a rookie out of southeastern Louisiana, and the and the six year vet Devin Funches, who has transitioned from wide receiver back to tight end, which is going to be interesting because he hasn't been a tight end since he played at the University of Michigan. So when you look at the under, you look at the tight ends position. One of the ways I kind of am looking at this is who's going to step out besides T.J. Hawkinson. Who's going to be the guy who takes the next step and make sure that they kind of solidify themselves as a second tight end to T.J. Hawkinson. Obviously, you know that um, Dan Campbell and the offensive coach staff wanted a tight end that's going to be able to block. And with tight with tight ends, you need to be able to block. And Dan Campbell was a tight end, so he can recognize all those skill sets. I'm interested to see how these these tight ends kind of fit into the fold. But 
I think the Detroit Lions are going to be a little bit limited on the tight end side. When we look at that offensive line, let's just be honest, this is a top five unit. I would say it's a top five unit by far. You look at Frank Ragnow, you look at Jonah Jackson, a Pro Bowl guard, you look at Taylor Decker, Penny Sewell. All the all the ingredients are there. Can you just stay can these guys just stay healthy together? If they stay healthy together, you're looking at one of the best offensive lines in football. Vitae played pretty well last year, but we're looking for a better, you know, year from him. And if this offensive line is anywhere as good as it was or it's supposed to be, Jared Goff's going to have a lot of time and there's going to be no excuses for Jared Goff because the offensive line is going to be actually be a strength of the offensive unit. And I'm looking forward to seeing Jared Goff move forward with this offense and seeing what he can do with an offensive line that can actually block, can actually run the ball, you know, run block. And it's going to be interesting because this is a top five unit. Again, I'm saying it's a top five unit. They need to be at the top of their level, but I need them to stay healthy. And that's one of the main things that you hope that through training camp, through preseason, the offensive line stays healthy. Running backs stay healthy. You just want to stay healthy. I don't really care how they look. Just stay healthy until you get to the regular season, and you will see how it works. We will move on to the defense in the next segment, so stay tuned to us, and we will have your training camp defense kind of preview. Under the defensive side of the ball, obviously Kings of the Jungle podcast. You can get on Apple and Spotify. So, you know, if you're listening to this on YouTube, which we will post to YouTube, you can look at that too. But the defensive side of the ball is interesting because one of the things that I look at from the defensive side of the ball is a lot of people say the secondary is the weakness. And if you look at the safeties, it might be the weakness. You know, Tracy Walker is obviously going to start, but Deshaun Elliott could be a guy who could be starting next to uh, Tracy Walker. Maybe Melod Famu gets it to safety. There's a lot of avenues that we have not yet to discover. The secondary is a major question mark. I mean, you look at uh, Amani, who is coming, you know, he's come back. He's going to be playing well. He played well last year, had a lot of picks, a lot of interceptions. Jeff Okuda's coming back. A.J. Parker, Jerry Jacobs uh, eventually will be back. You look at the Detroit Lions secondary, it's a very, very questionable unit. There's a lot of things that could go right. And there's a lot of things that could go wrong with the secondary. And if you look at the Detroit Lions and the secondary, that's the issue. That's the main part that you want to look at for the Detroit Lions secondary. Can Jerry Jacobs, you know, when he comes back, can he look the same as he looked last year? Can A.J. Parker improve? Can a guy like Jeff Okuda look suitable on the defense? Can he even be a starter? That's one of the things I'm looking at. Because if you can get a, if you can get a starter, out of a guy like Jeff Okuda, and you have Amani on the other side, you have Mike Hughes in the slot. Mike Hughes in the slot is a major win because Mike Hughes was one of the best cornerbacks in the slot last year. So if you're the Detroit Lions, look for the secondary. Look for guys who could potentially take that next step up. The secondary is a major worry for me. But I think the defensive line will really help that out. And when we get to the defensive line, there's nothing but praise for the defensive line because I really do think the defensive line could be a legit unit this year. 
You know, when you look at the linebackers, this is an area of concern for me because, you know, yes, you got Malcolm Rodriguez, you got Derek Barnes. You're looking for Derek Barnes to take the next step, step up. You look at CJ, Bo- uh, you know, uh, Chris Board, who they got from Baltimore. He looks like a talented player who could play. You know, it's just what does this unit look like? You know, Alex Anzalone's back. Uh, Jared Davis is back. Uh, obviously, everyone knows who Jared Davis is. He was a former first-round pick of the Detroit Lions. Julian O'Quarr is listed as a linebacker. Anthony Pittman, Josh Woods. These are guys who are on the linebacking court. If there's anyone I'm looking out for, it's James Houston. He is the he is a rookie out of Jackson State University. I think that he's going to be used in several different ways. If you're looking for a guy who could potentially be a, a kind of a hidden stud, look for James Houston because James Houston has all that intangibles. You know, when I talked to a scout, he literally he literally said uh, James Houston kind of reminds him of a, a versatile linebacker who can get to the quarterback and he's he could be used as a rusher, but he would be a really good blitz linebacker. And in the NFL, you need a blitz linebacker. The blitz linebacker is crucial. There's a lot of linebackers in the NFL, but there's a lot of them that really don't know how to run a blitz really, really well. And when you look at the Detroit Lions, last year was the issue. They had a lot of linebacking court issues. And Jamie Collins, in the beginning of the year, with his nonchalant, not showing up and not trying, was an issue. And Dan Campbell really didn't like that. When you talked about Aaron Glenn, he wants a hard-hitting defense. He wants a defense that hits hard. If you look at a if you look at a guy who hits hard and makes all the tackles, that's Malcolm Rodriguez. I look, I'm looking for Malcolm Rodriguez to make a little bit of a, a step up because I think he could be a really good linebacker in the NFL. Just give him the opportunity. Hopefully, he takes it. Obviously, Derek Barnes didn't take it last year, but he can be a, he can take it this this train camp. And if you're Derek Barnes, this is a it's a big year. Dan Campbell said it when he was talking to the media. He said, "Listen, the second year is when I expect the most improvement from the defense." And if you're the Detroit Lions, the defense was issue last year, so you have to get better on that front. The linebacking court. And the secondary are my main issues with the defense. There's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of things that could go right. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And if they go wrong, it could really send an end to kind of the the year. Because if the secondary isn't good or the linebacking core isn't good, that will they'll really reflect in your record that you end up with. When you look at the defensive line, this is an overhauled unit. Josh Pascal obviously is going to start on the pup list. That's not shocking. Romeo Quara will start on the pup list. That's not shocking. But if you look at what Je- what Brad Holmes did to supply talent to the defensive line, look no further than Aiden Hutchinson, you know, the second overall pick from Michigan. He's a guy who can get in. He's a guy who's going to be an instant impact player. And if you ask me, him and Charles Harris can really wreak havoc. But here's the issue. Here's the X factor to all of this. Okay. Now, Michael Brockers is a leader in the locker room. He's been a very, very big leader in the locker room. If you listen to the uh, Tim Twentyman uh, podcast with him, it was very insightful. There's a lot of things that he said that I, I really valued as a guy who was a 
He's a leader in the locker room. He's the oldest guy in the locker room. So people look up to him. And the one thing that you look look for is he mentioned one player, and that's Aleem McNeil. If Aleem McNeil takes the next step up, that defensive line will be a hell of a lot harder to play against because when you got a guy who's that athletic, that big, you could have you could present some major problems for the offense. They're not going to be able to double team everybody. They can't double team Hutch. They can't double team Harris, and they can't double team uh, a McNeil because that's going to leave someone wide open to hit the quarterback. So Lee McNeil is going to be my major focus this year because I think in training camp he's going to show out. He's going to show that he's a better player than he was last year. I think he's going to be taking the step forward. Now you have to hope that Levi Anzarike takes the next step. Levi Anzarike wasn't really good, but last year I can tell you right now he played better than I thought. You know he made some great good pass moves, and then he would look really really bad with you know trying to um, shed a block. It was just it was just kind of a rookie kind of year for him. So I'm looking for him to take this next step up. If Aleem McNeil and Levi Anzarike take the next step up. You're looking at a defense that could be really, really good on the defensive line. And obviously, everybody, everything starts with the defensive line. And if the defensive line is any good, it can make the secondary better. It can make the linebacking core look better. And if you're, you're really realistic, the defensive line is probably going to be the strength of this year. I mean, you look at the linebacking core. Can you look at the linebacking core and say, this is a strength of the Detroit Lions defense? No. Do you look at the secondary and say this could be a strength of the Detroit Lions defense? I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could look at it and say there's potential that it could be a strength, but I don't think it's going to be a strength. So that's going to be the issue for the Detroit Lions uh, defense. Um, obviously, you're looking for Lee McNeil and Levi Anzarica to take the next step up. You're looking for rookies like Malcolm Rodriguez to make a, kind of a suitable impact. But if I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm kind of looking at what can my defensive line do and what can they kind of keep my secondary from looking a little bit ragged. Obviously, the linebacking core is a little bit different. They they're gonna need some they're gonna need some talent that comes in and plays at a high level, and that's gonna be the issue. Who it's gonna be, what it's gonna be, maybe it's a crisp board. Maybe Gerard Davis saves the day, but I don't. I wouldn't count on that. You gotta hope that Malcolm Rodriguez and Derek Barnes take the next step up. Maybe an Anthony Pittman, a James Houston. These are guys who could take the next step up. When you look at the Detroit Lions defense, they have one of the best coordinators that you could hope for in Mister Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn's a fantastic defensive coordinator, and I think that he will do well with the defense. Obviously, when you look at the Detroit Lions, there's a lot of things that could go right, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And we are gonna, you know, we're gonna go through it the whole season. I'm gonna do some, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do some YouTube things with uh, the game film and all that stuff. So subscribe to our YouTube page, Between the Whistles Detroit, and subscribe to this podcast. We will keep you in tune with everything happening with the Detroit Lions, and we'll keep you in tune with everything that happens from here on out. Obviously, the last thing I want to say, I don't, I wouldn't take everything into account with preseason. Remember, this is kind of a, a period where there it's a vanilla period, so don't take everything as a kind of preseason means everything 
a lot of vanilla play happens in preseason, so just keep that in mind. This is Detroit, this is Kings of the Jungle, a Detroit Lions podcast. We will see you in the next segment. That will be a bonus segment. Off to our bonus segment now. The Detroit Lions have a couple players that I'm looking forward to watching. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, we broke down the whole offense and defense on our podcast, Kings of the Jungle, you know, a Detroit Lions podcast. And you can get that on Apple and Spotify. So if you are new to the channel or you're new to this video and you don't realize that we have a podcast, we have a podcast. And I'll put those links below and you can go listen to the episodes. So with the Detroit Lions. There's a couple players I'm looking forward to looking at. And here's my five players I'm looking forward to seeing in training camp, in the preseason. And I know the preseason is something that you don't take a lot out of because, you know, obviously we've seen it before. There's preseason darlings that play really, really good in the preseason, and they fade into the sunset when the regular season starts. But what I look for in preseason and training camp is, is this guy who's playing against the other one you know, the other, the other first team, is he doing good? So here's the five players. Let's start with number one, five. Number five is kind of an underrated one, but I'm looking kind of forward to Jeff Okuda. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he is able to do. Is he able to keep up with the wide receivers? I love to see him try to match with a guy like Amrath St. Brown, maybe a Josh Reynolds, maybe DJ Chark. Kind of see what he's capable of. Can he be a guy who can be counted on on the outside? And can he be a cornerback that we can kind of trust? With his workout videos, he looked really, really good. He looked fantastic. But there's some things that I just I'm, I'm worried about with Jeff Okuda, but I have high hopes for him. I, I'm one of the few people who, you know, Listen, he got drafted into an awful situation. When you look at a guy like Jafo Kuda, imagine being drafted into a situation where Man Bear Pig, as we call him, Matt Patricia, is the coach of your team. Not good. I mean, Matt Patricia is probably one of the worst coaches in Detroit Lions history, and I don't think that's any overstatement. I really think that's the truth. Jeff Okuda is a guy I'm looking forward to. I want to see what he does, how he cuts, how he gets out of, you know, situations that he kind of got beat in. And I just want to see what he can do because I think he was treading towards being good, but he got hurt early on. So I'm looking forward to seeing him because I think he can be a useful part of the defense if he is good. This fourth person is an underrated person. And if you are a Detroit Lions fan and you don't know who this guy is, I'm sure you will know who it is. It's Greg Bell. Greg Bell is the running back from San Diego State. If you watched him in, at San Diego State, man, was he a really good back. He um, he checks all the boxes when you look at a guy like, uh, like a running back. And when you look at depth for the uh, running back, you got to look at Greg Bell. I mean, he was a two-time All-Mountain West, um, All-Mountain West second team. You know, he, he was very, very good. His senior year, he, he was fantastic. If you watch the games, he was a guy who can go through the tackles, make some great plays. He's a bigger back, too. He's six foot 200, so he's got some size to him. And he's a guy who can really catch out of the uh, backfield. His season, his season statistics last year, you know, 117, 117 attempts, 637 rushing yards, six touchdowns. 
He played in seven games, so he basically was a touchdown uh, guy. Um, he's not he's not a great receiver, but he's he's going to get you some really good uh, play out of the way he plays. The third person I'm looking forward to looking at, and this is kind of again an outlier, but if you're the Detroit Lions, you need a guy that can step up as your second tight end, and I'm looking for Devin Funches. You know, Devin Funches when he came out of Michigan, he was a really good player. He had issues that he had to work through. They transitioned the wide receiver when he went to Carolina. He's not a wide receiver. He's a big-bodied guy who is not doesn't have the speed to be a wide receiver in the NFL, but I think he could be a useful tight end. Can he be the second tight end to TJ Hawkinson? Because we know in the Dan Campbell offense, the Brett, you know, the Ben Johnson offense, you need a two tight end set. And if you're a tight end that can block and catch the ball, you're very, very useful in this offense. Second is it's an easy one. It's an easy one. Levi Anzarike. The defensive tackle from Washington. You know, when you look at Levi Enzerica, there's there's games where he looked really, really stout, and there's games where he looked really, really bad. And if I'm looking, if I'm looking for anything, I'm looking for him to just take the next step up. I'm looking for him to get better his in the way he plays the game. I'm looking looking at him getting better in the way he he gets out of blocks, and I'm looking for how he does with going against the first team of the Detroit Lions. I think that's going to happen. And I think that if he's going against a guy like Frank Ragnow or Jonah Jackson, two Pro Bowl-type players, I think that will elevate his game. And I think when you look at Levi Anzarike, if he can be useful, the one place he's going to be useful is in the is in the pass rush game. He's a very good pass rusher. Not the greatest you know, run stopper, but he'll get better at that. That's one of the players I look forward to because if he's good, that defensive line could be really, really, really good. That leads me to my first person that I'm looking forward to seeing in training camp, seeing in the preseason, and that is Ali McNeil. People forget this guy was a center field recruit for baseball. He was a lot of SEC programs were looking at him. He's a big body, athletic. If you can play center field in baseball, you must be fast. So this is a guy who can get better as we go over, go along. He's athletic as hell. He can make all the plays. He's a, uh, you know, Dan Campbell calls him the d- dancing bear. He's a guy who makes all the plays. Even when he watched NC State, he was a force. I, I want to see how he does against a first-team offensive line. Going against Frank, Rag- like I said with Anzarika, going against Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, Vitae, that will raise your level. You know, it's good for Aiden Hutchinson to go against Penisor or Taylor Decker. It's very, very good because that'll help the defensive line. And the defensive line is really going to be the key for the defense defense this year for the Detroit Lions. Can they be formidable? And can Aline McNeil kind of steal the thunder? Because if Aline McNeil is good, what's going to happen is you can't double-team everybody. And Aline McNeil is going to command a double team because of how big he is and how fast he is and how explosive he is. That's going to be the biggest issue. And when, when you talk about football players, you talk about NFL players, the biggest thing is being explosive out of your break and getting into the backfield. And one of the things I like about Aline McNeil is he is that guy. And I think that he could be a really stout player for the Detroit Lions. And if he is good, man, that will make that defense a lot better in 2022 with Aiden Hutchinson on the side, 
Charles Harris. Could be a really good situation for the Detroit Lions. So look forward to Greg Bell, uh, Devin Funches, Jeff Okuda, Levi Anzarike, and Mr. Aline McNeil. This has been the Kings of the Jungle podcast. If you're listening to YouTube, please subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple, and we will keep you in tune with everything that is Detroit Lions in the 2022 season. We will see you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Joe Chap, and have a great night.